It's time for another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. I'm Paul Farvar. I am still Marty DeRosa. And uh, we have uh, comedian Adam Burke, our dear friend, on this episode. If you have any questions or want to correct us on anything we've said uh, thus far on the podcasts, please message us at paulmartymix at gmail.com. Did I say that right, Marty? Did you get it? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. We, yeah, then plug away. We had to call the copyright office to get that uh, email. Yeah. So write me a letter and tell me where you are, how to get there and how long that it takes to take me some song. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are here with our guest, Adam Burke. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for uh, making us a mixtape. <laughs> You're welcome. When's the last time you had a mixtape for somebody? Um... I think about 12 years ago, it was like a mix CD. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mix CDs. Uh, what's your, what's your thought process going into making a uh, mix CD? Um, who were you, who'd you make it for? I made it for like, I think I made it for someone I just broken up with. Whoa. <laughs> a breakup mix. <laughs> yeah. That's bold. Yeah. <laughs> now I come to think of it, that was interesting. Probably, probably kind of dumb. Before we get into the podcast, I do want to say that when we started this podcast, we both were like the first guest we wanted was you because uh, I do want to say that I made a lot of mixtapes, both breakups, uh, start relationship. Every mixtape I ever made, whatever age I was, always had a police song. <laughs> and we thought oh, of yeah. you this because the origin. the origin was that we got into a very heated. People that saw it were like, what are you guys fighting about? No, they were going, what are Marty and Adam winning about? Why, <laughs> yeah, why do they keep, even heated. Why do I, they keep correcting Paul I, and he doesn't get it? I made the statement that I still stand by that uh, the police were the greatest band of all time. Yeah. Uh, to our shock and disappointment. <laughs> and Adam and I spent the next two hours or so just drilling it into Paul's head that, that Every is song that came so wrong. on the radio or on the jukebox like yeah. this man is better yeah. than like yeah. it's madness yeah. sixpence none the richer better than the police yeah it took us a second to realize you weren't joking yeah and I was like maybe he's double like you go to the bathroom and I'm like maybe he's messing with us maybe he's just doubling yeah. down on this because he doesn't yeah. want to be wrong but yeah, no, you're you're into it, and that's that's okay. And okay. I and I as I and we'll take a picture of this. I brought uh, blank or cassette tape cases yeah. without the CDs of the Police, Ghost of the Machine, and Synchronicity, two of the finest albums, mm. and uh, also a keychain of Zenyatta Mandata to just show you my love that I f of the Police. I went to I, I opened one and went to smell it. I was hoping it still had that <laughs> tape smell. It doesn't. <laughs> but I wish Zenyatta, it was weird. What's Zenyatta Mandata? That is uh, that was their third album with Don't Stand So Close to Me and the song that you. Often referred to as the worst song, uh, do 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 da da da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know also that. that. You know that yeah. lyrical tour de force. As I said to you on, on the night, I don't think even the police think they're the greatest band of all time. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, like I believe that you two thinks they're the world's greatest band. Yes, I, yes and if that ever totally. gets brought up, I think they're all just like, don't please don't say that. That's not. We don't want to hear Stuart that. Stuart Copeland, the the fine drummer of the Police, thinks they're the greatest band of all time too. Well, it was yeah. a, the last super band, is what you would say. But I only preface this because if I end up being harsh at any point during your discussions on your mixtape, people need to realize that <laughs> Adam started it. And then you you shamed me on uh, Facebook by mentioning it again. and got a lot of likes. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. What does Zenyatta Mandana mean? Is it like Hakuna Matata? <laughs> no, it was before that. Every album had a weird, like Sting was into like weird French names for stuff. Regatta de Blanc, Outlandos de Moore, which is Outlander. Uh, out, outlaws of law. More, I don't more, remember. More outlaws. Zenyatta Mandata was something about a boat, I believe, and yeah. regatta or maybe regatta de blank was a white boat. Sure. 
All right. Yeah. Again, we got to stop. The, the <laughs> People police, are so over this. The already. police is the widest boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to we're going to dive into your five songs. Uh, and the first song, uh, first of all, we'll, we'll just start uh, playing it while we're talking here. You had Hard Times featuring Black Thought by uh, The Roots and John Legend. Yes. Why this song? Uh, I think this this might be the one cover on my list. Um, oh, this is a cover. Yeah, this is. Um, they did an album of covers together. Um, uh, I think it, oh, it's called like What's Up or something like that. Uh, the the album the album's okay, but this this is the first track of it. And I just think it's amazing. Uh, and I, I was trying to think of a theme for the mixtape, and I just thought like just songs that like make me feel good before I have to go out. Okay, see, I was wondering if you would say that because these all feel like uh, getting ready songs, yeah, going out songs. Totally. A lot of them seemed uh, cinematic, where they would be like. <laughs> That's what I was. I thought say. when I heard this song, I'm like, this is like the end of a Guy Ritchie movie, <laughs> like back in the day when they were really yeah. good. Like the guy figures, like, oh wait, this duffel bag's got all the money. <laughs> oh shit, we we got the money, and then he throws it over his shoulder, and he's just like walking away in the distance, and then this song is playing that's what I, you and i talked yeah. about this last time uh with when you were we had to reschedule you but uh i i said the same exact thing i thought all of these were songs that you first heard in a movie is that true or no 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 okay. I, a lot of this nowadays a lot of the newer music i hear i listen to like this um this guy called sean caveney he's a B, bbc dj and so a lot, a lot of times he'll just play stuff like out of left field stuff like this oh, I that's think interesting that's, i think that's when i first heard this and it's just like I think it's great. I think I, I'm not like a huge John Legend fan, mm-hmm. but I think this track is like I think this is exactly how you do a cover. Like if you if you compare this to the original, the original's good, mm-hmm. but like the Roots obviously listened to the original one. Like oh, we need to go way harder on the horns, mm-hmm. and then and then the those kick in too right here. Yeah, and then um, Black Thought has like uh, a couple of verses on this. One. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. When he did that was kind of Who's like Black Thought. He's a rapper. And when that well, kicked in, I was like, "Oh, Adam!" And I, I'm like, "Oh, Adam! Okay." I just and I think it's um, there's a lyric, <laughs> there's a lyric on this which I had to look up because I didn't get it because so Black Thought is he's generally considered to be one of the greatest rappers. That, yes. that's not huge. Sure. Um, but he has he has a lyric. In he's there. like the Adam Burke of comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your comics are going to be like, you got to check out Adam Burke. Black thought. I'm looking well, at a picture. Adam's the black of thought of that's, comedy. That seems My pleasure. both nice and underhanded. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Take black, it. black towards black thought. He was. Uh, he's known as the. They say that he's the lead MC of the Roots. Of the Roots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's amazing. So why would they put featuring him if he's already in the Roots? Uh, I, I don't know. It's because it's a great verse. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying it's the Every roots. It's like saying, it's like saying the police would sting. So. <laughs> this guy's good. Oh, this, is the this is one, too, when I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why everyone likes John Legend. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I like hearing a song from somebody and going, oh, yeah, that's why everyone likes them. I think this is the, this is the lyric. Oh, what's the, yeah, what was the lyric? It's like the auto, this city's like the Audubon ballroom waiting on Malcolm, which I didn't get. And I looked uh-huh. it up, and that's where Malcolm X was killed. Like, the oh. city is like the Audubon oh, ballroom. Yeah. It's okay. like he's he, he. If you don't know much about Black Thought, he's got um, look up. He's got an eleven-minute freestyle that he did on the radio. I have uh, heard that. That I have amazing. heard. Amazing. Yeah. He's, he's like really. Anyway, are you a big lyric guy? I'm a huge lyric yeah. guy. Yeah. I like a, sometimes a good lyric will make me like a song even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm a big. If I hear a song I like, uh, I will sit down and I will 
go to the lyric page on my phone or whatever, and I will listen along while I'm scrolling. <laughs> yeah, and I'm that. like, God, yeah, that's oh, oh, like yeah. a good lyric to me is just like, Mwah. I used to judge. There were certain bands like Weezer for me was really hard to get into early on, even though I liked their music, but their lyrics were so like trite and like kind of like stupid. I yeah. thought. And if you think about it, like I mean, Beverly Hills, that's right, right. But yeah. like songs that I'm a very, I'm very into lyrics and vocals. Obviously, those mm. are the two things I have. But then I would have problems with bands that, like, um, there were a lot of bands that did that. What was the, it's Constantinople. Constantinople. Oh, uh, they, might they might be giants. They might be giants. Same thing. Like I was like, I couldn't get into them because their lyrics were just like jokey. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. And that's yeah. why, like, I like the roots. The first time I learned about the roots was the song. The seed, mm-hmm. which I was yeah. like, that's a great song. I thought that's it was like song. weird. I don't know what the song was. It seems about sex, but I was like, this is the way that they describe everything was so depict. It just was so uh, aesthetic. So. Yeah, this 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 song actually is just has John Legend really leaning into the lyric, eating spam on Oreos. Yeah, <laughs> just hearing John Legend sing that is fantastic. How did you make Oreos sexy, John? <laughs> that's his job. That's <laughs> my job is that's, to make that's this my job. Sense. Yeah. yeah, you leave that to me, <laughs> songwriter. Makes sense. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go into the uh, the second song, uh, which is uh, Pelican. Uh, or I'm sorry, the Maccabees, the Pelican, not the band Pelican. This is another. <laughs> that's not part of the song. I like this song a lot. This is my favorite song of yours. This is like uh, I like the remix with the Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you feel like you've got mail. <laughs> this is again another uh, beginning of a movie song. Your your slacker lead is uh, scrambling to get to work on time. He's running around his apartment. He's uh, he's putting his shoes on while he's running and hopping. You don't see this as you don't see this as the second act montage getting my life together. No, no, no. This is strictly a beginning, <laughs> and I, I there, I'm very specific about where I see a song in a movie. And uh, yeah, this is definitely the beginning of a movie. You're seeing credits. You're seeing the the you know the beautiful city that it's in. Is is this same thing you learned this from that that uh, DJ or no? Yeah, I think that's where I first heard the Maccabees. No, I I heard them. So the Maccabees are, were one of those bands. I don't even remember like there was in the, like early 2000s mid 2000s there was uh they called it the angular movement movement it was bands like franz ferdinand yeah, vampire Rock weekend Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 lots of kind of like like sort of intersecting guitar lines mm-hmm. and stuff and the maccabees were like that and then they're kind of one of those bands that just kind of went Away. well no one's any, no one's really doing that anymore let's yeah. do this whole new thing yeah and they kind of went into this sort of ambient stuff i got to see them live once and i just love this song and it's like it's again like it's one of those songs that it's like, um, it's like the lyrics are are pretty simple, but it's like a, it's it's just it's kind of it's one of those ones one of those great songs where you can take it as sad or uplifting if you want. You know, yeah. I think it's just about and I, I like a good uh, upbeat song, but if you listen to it, you're like, oh no, this is not an upbeat song at all. <laughs> right, like I right. love I love that turn of like. Most people who don't really even listen to it, the lyrics or whatever, are just kind of like, yeah, or like, this would be a commercial. Then you're like, yeah, this song's about killing yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know that? Yeah, I think this song is, a, I, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think this song is about like just how quickly time goes and like how you're like dead before you know it. I, I have no yeah. idea why it's called Pelican. Uh, uh, would you, if you were a, uh, uh, a musician, every once in a while, would you just throw a weird name on a song? 
Yeah, well, that's why um, there's a really, I, I, this is slightly off topic, but I read this really cool thing by um, Noel Gallagher once, and he was talking about, that? <laughs> and he was talking about what a, what a great lyricist David Bowie is, mm-hmm. and he was talking about if you look at the lyrics of Life on Mars, like, it's fairly nonsensical. He goes, but if you ask people what it's about, everybody has an answer, mm-hmm. and most people's answers are going to be different. Yeah. And it's like, he, and he was like, Songs that are literal are kind of like sort of boring. Well, people have different interpretations of songs and some of the best artists will just be like whatever it is. Like Bob Dylan never says what right. his songs are about because right. everyone has a different meaning. Like, you know, there's certain songs that, that uh, and that's when we talk about this podcast, They people have, that song reminds them of this song or, or this part of their life. But right. then you're like, that's not what it's about. I right. remember when I was a kid, I thought Dave Matthews' song, Christmas Song, was about this family. This is how smart I was. And it's like, no, it's about Jesus. Like, I was, oh, really? <laughs> I was well, so dumb. In a way, you're like, still right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I had pictured, but, like, I, well, that was when I. Speaking of Dave Matthews, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that this is the uh, eight year anniversary yeah. here in Chicago we celebrated this week of him. 15 year. 15 year anniversary. 15 year. Of, well, no. Of, 15 years. Of them yeah. dumping. Talk about, talk about time moving. Yeah, on. I know, right? <laughs> of them dumping. Like the craziest amount of feces into the. That's what the song Pelican is about. It's yeah, about, it's yeah. It's about not realizing that it's been 15 years since Dave Matthews. 15 years, <laughs> then you got shit in the water. Shit in the water, yeah. Man. How did I not miss that? The, How did the I, I, irony of that whole situation is uh, my firm was initially uh, hired where I was working to represent the truck company, but then. Really? Because uh, insurance companies just assign whoever Was that is. like a real sneaky move of like, hey, we're over this bridge. Let's fucking dump this shit. There was water. videotape of the guy doing it. And yeah. then uh, Dave Matthews, to his credit, I'm not a fan. He's like, I'm going to just hire my own lawyers. Because insurance companies are going to be like, we're going to fight this and this. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm not fighting this. Yeah, I'm, you got us. Yeah. You got us on this one. <laughs> but like that never happened. Usually people don't fight it. And They're there like, was shit. a... Uh, Architectural crews underneath. Right. So that again, mouth open. Talking about coming holes. out of a movie that to me seems like straight out of like a Fairly Brothers movie. And what there you see the Sears Tower, and then just poop shit water. falls on. For those of you who don't know, there was a tour bus. Uh, Dave Matthews tour bus had dumped the dump of this like tour 800 bus. gallons or yeah. something crazy. Their tour bus into the river. And uh, there was a. This is the Chicago River. As there was a tour guide, tour. architectural tour going on. Now, what I want to know about is those kids who are like were three years old at the time. Yeah. Who are now like eighteen? They get nervous around bridges. <laughs> do you think they? Do you, <laughs> or, or have been changed. Acoustic music. Do you think? <laughs> I wonder what everybody got. They get from triggered. That. What everyone get, you know? Uh, they, there was a settlement. Yeah, there was a large settlement. Okay. Um, and and he, to his credit, again, he donated a lot of money to like beautifying Chicago and stuff like that. Hey, I'm hey. sure Daly. Thanks, Dave. Used it properly. <laughs> to, yeah, your, yeah. to your point, by the way, your movie point. I yeah. picture Chris Farley as the truck driver. Yeah. Like the bus driver. Hey, can you what turn on the, the air conditioning? What button is it again? <laughs> <laughs> there should be a movie about that. Um, okay, so uh, that was, I actually, I want to say that I went in deep into the Maccabees after you introduced me to that because I like the harmonies and I like the, the layering. That on speaks to Paul. Yeah. yeah. But then I listened to the rest of the songs. I was thinking, no, oh, this is the best song. So, so <laughs> that is the best, like, the best song on the album. It, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just so... Um, it's it's weird because it's really driving, but mm-hmm. it's but it's also kind of melodic. How do you feel I thought, when you find a band and then you're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna dig into their catalog," and you're like, "There's nothing like that song." <laughs> I, get, yeah. I that sometimes drives me so crazy. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, and then other times, if you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in," I found I found a new guy. 
Yeah, I felt, I felt that that with them because mm-hmm. I because I do like their albums. Again, that is far and away the best song on the album. The sad thing was that they broke up. They did one more album after this, and then they kind of broke up. Yeah. And that, I don't know if it's sad or not because I think it is kind of weird when a band is like, "Well, we say what we want to say." Yeah. Well, I mean, what was their goal? I mean, it's really hard with the music. You talk about comedy music; it's even harder to try to make it. And yeah. They have to. They have lives to support their families. I, I think of. Buffalo Tom, which was one of my favorite bands of the '90s, and there they were like uh, they had to break up because they just couldn't afford it. It was yeah. like their label drops them; they have to tour buses. Cost and I money. think too with that that era, and a lot of those bands were breaking, you know, like Vampire yeah. Weekend and stuff like that. And I feel like that's got to be tough too if you're a band. I mean, I know there's a kind you're just like not us, like well, forget <laughs> it. Happens to you us. know, sound just a lot like, like those guys. We sound just like them. Like it could have been us. Like, there's probably yeah. a lot of that. Like it could have been us. Yeah. They're always like one step away. Like mm-hmm. the Buffalo Tom was they were huge. They had a big song in the nineties, 120 minutes was playing them. My so called life? Uh they yeah, they had a song and then their second album had uh there was a commercial and everything, but then they just yeah. they called it quick. Bill Janovitz is a he was just on Mark Maron's because Mark Maron's a big fan of uh, of of their band, and Bill Janovis was talking about. I was like, "Yeah, we did what we like." You said it's like we we said what we wanted to say, and now he's like a real estate agent. Wow, <laughs> it's wow! Like, it's that's, like how does that happen? That's one great thing about living in America and listening to a lot of uh, British radio and British music, um, especially living in Chicago, is like you get to see these bands that are playing arenas mm-hmm. in Europe and they come here and they play like Schubert's. Yeah. You know, like I got to see Maccabees at Lincoln Hall. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And they were, they were really great. And they, they're one of those bands that as layered and studio E as their music sounds, they, they can do it live, live exactly. That's, that way. Yeah. That's the test. <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember hearing when I was a little kid, um, who's the lead singer of the mighty, mighty Boston's Dickie Barrett. Yeah, he's like, if you can't do it live, you shouldn't do it. Like, that's I don't know why I was just like, yep, that's how I feel now. Thank I, you, Dickie. I do love that you're quoting the lead singer. There's not that many people walking around listen, quoting the lead singer listen. of the mighty, I mighty Boston. I don't think it's ever going to uh, come up again. To be fair, so I believe it was John Lennon or Dickie Barrett of the Mighty Mighty Bostons who once said, "If you can't do it live, don't do it." The best was, and this goes back to our, you knew, or I was going to say, Suggs from Madness. Yeah, like, yeah. The fact that Adam Burr knew uh, Madness had a member of the band who had, was a one name man Suggs, <laughs> Suggs. <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like oh my god how did he know that <laughs> but uh, okay we're gonna <laughs> ready to go to the next song this one I uh, I did not get at all and I and it's uh, it's Zombie Eaters by Faith No More uh, this was actually fourth in my lineup wasn't yeah. it yeah oh did I go out of order yeah we missed yeah, that I'm sorry. Okay. that's okay. alright we'll double back and get that one uh, I felt like it would be disingenuous to not put a fake no more yeah. song in, because just because that's like my, um, I mean that there's like guilty pleasure. No, 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 no. no not you at like all. faith no there's more? There's nothing guilty about faith no oh, more. I can't. Do you stand know? Do you know this little piece of trivia? Uh, do you know that for a brief, brief moment, Courtney Love was their lead singer? No, <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did know that. Yeah. I didn't for a very that. brief yeah. moment, she was their lead singer. Wait, what? So you guys, like, I don't understand yeah. the Faith No More thing at all. My my roommate in college, this was his favorite band, and, yeah. I, and I thought maybe that first album was a huge hit, but then I remember the sophomore album was garbage. Is this from the? This is the sophomore album. No, well, it depends which which one you mean, because right. they had they had so they had a different lead singer. Yes, uh, they like uh, they kind of released the same album twice, twice Faith No More. And then they had this album called Epic, which this is off of, and that's the one that had the song that everyone knows. Um, 
What's it's a, a, a you want to know? Down, um, down oh, this was on this album. Epic. That song's yeah, called Epic. Epic. And this song is um, either the last or second last song on the album. This sounds like a zombie eaters. Uh, end of the song. Yeah, end, end of the, of the album. This song. is a very cinematic. Love it. By the way. Yeah. So I like this too because mm-hmm. the album that I think you're calling the sophomore one that you're calling garbage. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the one that most people really like is Angel Dust. That's yeah. like if you like so Angel. And I always thought this was like the bridge between this album and the next album. I don't know, man. Like Faith No More, they were just they were like the band where well, I was like 15. Epic came on MTV, and I was like, "Who? What oh, the yeah. fuck is this? Oh yeah, who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> what is he doing?" I that video. I, th- I mean, the video helped also because the video yeah. was so like, "What is this?" <laughs> and it was one of those two of just like, "Oh yeah, we like rap." We like rap, we like rap, but we're also a metal band, and we also... But they did it a little more tastefully than the other rap well, rockers. And, yeah, but, and also, they all, they always kind of, I felt like Faith No More always kind of knew they were a little silly. Like yeah. They didn't take themselves yeah. too serious. I think that's what I like, too. Yeah. This is another great song where the lyrics to this song are, are, are kind of... I think this is just about... Zombie eating? No, like, if you take it literally, it's about... I think it's just about the fact that babies suck. <laughs> that, like... That the the process of childbirth is like awful, and that you like so. It's, you can either take it that way, or you can take it like just as a very dependent man who has like a partner that you know that they lean on too much. Yeah, and this the, I, I, you could just tell how good they are just musically, and just that voice is Corey so just so good. What's that? Is it Corey Taylor? No, no, no. no. This is, I think Corey Taylor was their original. Okay. Um, I, that's not even his name. He, he went by a different name, but their first. The guy who was on We Care A Lot. Mm-hmm. So he's not a great singer. The original guy was a great singer. So he would do a lot of like yelling and spoken word stuff. And I think it's really interesting that they got, yeah. they, they found this guy the better to replace him. And this guy with an amazing voice, yeah. with like an operatic voice, who also, you can tell like they had some songs left over. Like this is the way the last guy would have done <laughs> it. So mm-hmm. like he's like, okay. It was like, well, I'm also going to sing, right? Yeah. I love, that must be such a like, Kicking the kicking the balls when you get replaced and the person's better than you. Mike yeah. pa- Mike Patton. Mike I Patton. just watched this weird video where succeeded Chuck Mosley. Chuck Mosley. That's it. Uh, you watch the video. What? There was originally supposed to be a different dad on Full House, and they filmed the <laughs> pilot and everything. Who was it? Um, just some actor. Howard Stern. And uh, no, no, just some actor. <laughs> and uh, and Bob apparently Bob Saget was like had other obligations and then finally they're like we can get Saget and they refilmed it again oh. and they were just showing side by side because they did like a shot by shot <laughs> remake of the pilot and you just watch and you're like yeah Bob's not that Bob Saget's an amazing actor or Full House is an amazing yeah. show or anything but you're just like yep that's the right but that's m- the right call who was the other guy just some dude he was an yeah. actor he did like some Law and Orders and he was on Seinfeld he was the tongue doctor guy on Seinfeld apparently I don't remember that episode is it still playing in the background no no, no. did uh, you want to play a part because it gets really heavy at the end. It's yeah, fantastic. The end I, is I, a I big love end. I thought like it already got heavy. Nah, it's a big end. Okay, yeah, I love shit like that that like yeah. takes you on a little I bit love, of a journey. Like one of the weirdest door songs is the Soft Parade, but it's like five different songs in one. Right. And I remember just like being on acid as a kid, listening to it, and being like, "Whoa, we're going on a ride!" <laughs> like I love it. I, ne- I that's a band that I that you talk about the Doors. Everyone loves the Doors, and I'm always I think like, everyone eh. goes through a Doors phase. I don't yes, know if everyone loves the Doors. True. I can't stand them now. Yeah. When they come on the radio, I listen like, to I it can't. now, and I'm like, "Oh, that's just what was silly." That? The amount of people who. Who profess to be Doors fans who actually have a poster of Val Kilmer on their. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, I, mean? I had that American Poet poster, and I thought I was so cool because I had a t shirt in high school 
and it was the Jim Morrison famous pose, but it had an alien head. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got it like a t-shirt shop at Gurney Mills. That's, I was, I was just like, going to say, that's the dude, most Indiana thing. Wait till I wear up. this to school. Lottie, you didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I was a bad boy. I was kind of a bad boy, Adam. <laughs> this Listen. is the part you were talking about? Yeah. It's just, yeah, I just love it. And, and if, the, if any fake no more people are listening, I was stuck between this and everything's ruined off Angel Dust. This is great. Yeah. You wanted you wanted Faith No More to represent, and this is this is also consistent with you getting up before going out. This is what you listen yeah, to. Yeah, and I just think like they they were that they were that band for yeah. me that were just like, oh, you can do anything yeah. with music. And They're I can just see dudes at their shows with like long hair and a hat on backwards, just like <laughs> bob their heads to that. So my my girlfriend very kindly a couple of years back. Um, they went. They they went back on tour. They actually released an album a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and they went back on tour. And like I try, and I did the whole thing. I sat there in front of the computer waiting yeah. to get tickets, and you know those StubHub pricks like yeah. bought up everything. Where did they play? They played at um, what's the one down in the local reference? But the one down in, uh, is it the con- not near Park the West? Congress? Oh, by the Congress. Oh, that new one. Oh, Riviera. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no no! It's it's called something else. I, I won't be able to think of it now. But um, but it's, it's a small enough venue. Uh, and it was really funny because it was it was a room full of me and Marty. Yeah. It, was just, it was just like forty year old guys in black t shirts. Yeah. And what was funny though, because they are they are a lot of their stuff I'd say is heavier, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially the stuff they would play live. And it was funny because it was all these forty year old dudes and either their daughters or their girlfriends. And it was funny because I remember like being <laughs> right outside the mosh pit and I turned around and it's this tiny little 21-year-old girl with a fucking martini glass. Aww. And I'm like, you want to get out of here. <laughs> you don't belong here. She's letting her guy have her have his moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. dad. All right. Yeah. all right, let's get you out of here now. <laughs> I, I, I still, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, a, I'll stand by it. I, I never could get into them. And, I, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I'm a, I consider myself a music snob. And I do appreciate their music, sh- the music, music ship, musicianship, musicianship. Thank you, <laughs> but like, I just I didn't think there was any catchy hooks or anything in the I songs. I feel like, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get. I mean, I get, I get how uh, every band is not for everybody. Yeah, it, they they strike me as an interesting band where when they came out and then like you know the grunge stuff came out like I, they still had that like credibility. Yeah, and I think a lot of grunge bands would have would have said like they're an influence on them. Like, they didn't oh, really? get, like, tossed aside of, like, ugh, this band. I think that, I mean, you know, like, because I like them, maybe I'm biased, but I, I heard, like, a lot of music in, like, the 2010s, mm-hmm. and, like, I was like, this is Faith No More yeah, all day long. You this- know there's certain bands where you know they... Like Who do you fake. think was influenced that's big after 2000? Fred Durst, I guarantee. Uh, Fred well, like, Fred Durst was a contemporary. This. I'm into this. I mean, no, no, were, no. They I were around he, like, the same time. Studied Faith No yeah. More. No, no, no. He like, studied Faith In no Florida more. or wherever. All he those, was from. all those new metal groups. Papa Roach. Yeah, and all, all guys, those new definitely. metal bands. They, they. This was like. This was like just a few years before Papa Roach felt, and Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. But I felt, I, I felt like. You, what do you think? Like Limp Bizkit was. Sitting on like <laughs> ten year musicians, yeah. No, but I think if like, guys, when you think of yeah. musicians like that I, are like, I see like a like a, a, a any of those new metal bands being just like, got it's got to be like this, yeah. But like maybe more rap, like yeah. they would see Faith No More and be like, but like more rap and more like fucking lyrics one about like beat here. tits and stuff. There's like, some like there's the Vanilla even Ice, more, dun, 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 <laughs> even more recent bands I hear, but like I'd, I'd say like definitely System of a Down. Sure. I think oh yeah, sure. I that might be that. the most like yeah. the next generation of this band. Because it's that mix. I think that the reason I 
picked that song because I think it's it's kind of emblematic of that sort of very pretty stuff mm-hmm. that's all of a sudden like heavy, but it's all very weird. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I think that's why people like them. Where it's like they did have like all the like you said. I think Marty made a great point. Like all the grunge stuff was like, hey man, we're just musicians and we're telling it like it is. And Faith and more like. I'm dressed like a fish, yeah. and it's just yeah. like and they make a f- cool video. Yeah, yeah but they're and yeah, if, especially if you ever seen them live, Mike Patton was such a charismatic front man. I remember when, at the when they won some award, he was like he did something crazy too at MTV Awards too. I, I mean, do it, remember that they have a song called "Kuka for Kaka," which is about yeah, which, which about, goes back to my whole argument that they're, maybe I couldn't get into them because their lyrics were so like goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, they uh, are. I, I like I said, I would have felt. To be lying, you needed to put. <laughs> yeah. It's like me putting police on everything. I get sure. it. I get it. Well, this next song that you had, we'll go back to is uh, this one is the most. And when I and Marty and I said this before, I was like, this is definitely something you heard at a movie, and you're like, what is this, <laughs> Mr. Creator, the Apollos? Yeah, this is definitely a, rom- a rom-com. <laughs> Woman dancing on her kitchen, singing into a spatula after the first date. So this was one where like. How did you first hear about this song? So this first one, answer I, that. Jesus Christ. I can't turn off all these notifications. Um, I mean, you can. But, <laughs> um, so this is this is a type of music. So I, I this, this music is kind of, this song is standing in for a lot of songs. This is a, a Northern Soul song. Mm-hmm. So do you ever go to those Northern Soul dance night, Windy City Soul Club? I, I have not, but I'm aware of that. Yeah, so um, when I first moved to Chicago, I went to this thing. I saw like an ad for like a soul night, and I went, and it was like all these guys dressed up yeah. as like mods and all these women dressed up in 60s dress. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it, the whole night was like music like this. Mm-hmm. And do you know about Northern Northern Soul? No. So Northern Soul, like, I don't know if this is what this podcast is, this is for. Soul? No, no. Northern Soul is like weird because it's like it was a genre that was kind of like invented by the people listening to it. And what it was basically in the late sixties, early seventies, Northern doesn't refer to the North of America; it refers to Northern England. Yeah. Where all these working class. What's the movie? The Commitments. The Commitments. So the Commitments is actually more like straight motel. Oh, okay, okay. But what Northern Soul was, it was basically all these working class dudes were going to discos to 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 have sex with women. Yeah. Uh, And then, like soul music was big, but the the music they ended up liking was all the B sides because it was stuff like this where it was like up tempo stompers Mm -hmm. because it's all these guys that were like full of booze and they were like we you know we don't really want to listen. We don't want to talk about our feelings. We want to enjoy exactly or like it, it can. On the surface, it can be about our feelings, but we want a beat so we can like gotcha. get all our anger out. So like Northern Soul is funny because like there's bands like if you look up a Northern Soul playlist on Spotify, the Apollos will be on there once or twice. Like it's a lot of bands that mm-hmm. had like one or two songs that weren't sixties girl group is what the, this yeah. album that we got it from included the Blossoms, yeah, the Three Degrees, the Royalettes, the Chiffons, who are from Chicago. Actually, it's it's a lot of the those too. Yeah, like there's a lot of the gotcha. Radiance, yeah. and then it's a lot of guys with names that are you know like, like Chuck Wood is a great. I almost put Chuck Wood on there. I just I didn't have any women on the list, so I yeah. felt like I, I like that. <laughs> Would that is this sort of that wall of sound type of uh, yes, yeah, yeah, which I dig. I just like same. Man, oh, like so I would listen to the oldie station a lot when I was a kid, and my my best friend growing up, his dad would always exclusively have we had we had a Magic one hundred four point three, 
That was like the oh, movie yeah. station. There was this guy, Dick Biondi. He had the best <laughs> voice. He'd be like, Dick Biondi, Magic 104.3. And he'd be like, you know, here's the Ronettes. And it, it would just be like such a great feeling of hearing those. And there would be the, you know, certain songs, oh, Beach Boys, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But when one of those like songs like this, yeah. just that like wall of sound, yeah. and you're just like, ah, oh, this is just so awesome. Well, the wall of sound uh, that kind of crossover, you say the Beach Boys, that yeah. Pet Sounds was the where the where yeah. people started being like, holy shit, this guy's a genius. Yeah. So, so I think like before so he went, and how do you turn people. out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a good way to describe. Um, Northern Soul would be whatever band had the studio booked after Phil Spector was done. Yeah, just leave it like this. Yeah, <laughs> like, just keep it. Don't touch anything. Save some like money. This. Like they yeah, would just look yeah. on the bookings and be like, "All right, uh, my friend's band's coming in, but we're just gonna we're yeah. just gonna keep." I mean, there was probably a lot of like reverse engineering of like, okay, what do people like? Yeah, okay. uh, like sometimes you'll see a comic and you're like, "Ah, you just like listen to what everybody wants yeah. to hear jokes about or whatever." But I do think there are some bands that are just kind of like, oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And, you know. Like the quintessential Northern Soul song is Tainted Love, the original version soft of Tainted cell, yeah. Love. Oh. <laughs> Not Soft Cell. Oh. But the, 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 60s, original. the original. The oh. original. Yeah. It's a 60s version. Uh, Gwendolyn something, I think. It, cool. uh, by, um, but uh, you'll note, if you go to these nights, yeah. like nearly every song has the same drum fill yeah. at the beginning. And it's yeah. like, and they all, and it's all like, Gloria Jones. Gloria Jones. Uh, sorry, uh, it's all like bittersweet love songs yeah. with like just a driving beat. And again, Gloria, it, it, I always feel bad because I can't remember the names of the artists. But again, mm. they literally had like two. Like there's one, there's a woman called Little Anne who's amazing. But like they had to, um, she, people like people forgot that she put this music out. And like they in the '80s, like a bunch of these guys who would run these nights, mm-hmm. like what tracked down the masters, and they re, like released an album of her stuff, and oh, it's man. like amazing. Little Anne's from Chicago, right? Yeah, she, and she, so she's got a great song called um, "Going Down the Going Down Going Down a One Way Street the Wrong Way." Oh, nice. <laughs> it's just like a perfect, yeah. like that's the, that's a Northern Soul lyric, you know what I mean? I like that. Why do you think Europeans are more into dancing than? Americans. That's a really good question. And why the fuck? Why do you people not dance at concerts? I don't know. We just like to stand there and watch. It's so insane. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you were saying before, where it's like uh, they the, they suppress their feelings. And if you if you're just sitting there, sitting there listening to music, you're thinking. Yeah. Whereas if you're dancing, you're like you're focused yeah. on the physical. I, yeah, I just can't. I remember Does one time, sense? like I, I guess I like yeah. Frank Turner, and he's big on like everybody oh, dance. Like Come Frank on, Turner. Frank, dan- dance, yeah. dance, dance, dance. And I remember, like, we were all kind of dancing a little bit, but then it was kind of like, all right, we're going to get back to just standing <laughs> around. I don't know. It's, it, it is a thing where it's like the – because there's a lot of, of stuff with music in Europe and, and specifically, like, the UK where it's so fascinating. And it's like – I remember when, like, the Electronica phase was happening in, like, the yeah. late 90s and stuff. And it's just like – Oh man, you guys really like to dance over there. People come out of concerts in England drenched. Sure. Yeah. Just sure. drenched in sweat. Like, that was, I mean, there was like that. And when we were kids too, I feel like there were bands that you would go for the mosh pit, like especially the grunge era. Or I remember going to a Blur concert when I was a kid at the Metro or the Vic. And uh, I was drenched too because we were dancing around and there was people, da- there were so many upbeat songs. But I saw this band called Idols. Have you heard Idols yeah. yet? Yeah, like I've them? heard of Idols. Oh, yeah. I saw your Instagram. Yeah, they're fantastic. And yeah. they were like, and my again, buddy, it was like a late, late, late night concert. Yeah, it was recently. 11 o'clock. Yeah. It was fantastic. Well, late, 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 Post 11. Lala. Yeah. Yeah, and it does seem to be sometimes it's, it's like it's either moshing. And, and by the way, we're talking about white concerts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's either moshing or nothing. Right. And, um, 
Uh, yeah, at one point, the idols, like someone threw a pint and the lead singer just goes, anyone who throws a drink at a, at a show is either a bully or a coward. And yeah. it just stopped it dead. It just kills it. <laughs> It's like a heckler where you're like too mean. You're like, whoa, you took it too far there. <laughs> Before we get into our uh, our last song, uh, how do you stand with the Blur or Oasis? Did you to pick a side back in the day? Oh, that's funny too because like <laughs> someone yelled that out at the Idols concert and he goes, "That's all bullshit. We like both." But yeah. but that it wasn't bullshit because no, when you had I, to pick a side back then. Yeah, I did, and I was on the Blur side. Um, I could have guessed that. Yeah, why? I don't know. I just it, it, it seems like it's more people who are more thought process involved. You're <laughs> you're a you're a thinker, and Blur is like a, that's the band. Oasis yeah. is like let's fucking party. Oasis, yeah. Oasis. I've now I've come around on Oasis. Yeah. I, I, you know now now I like them okay. But mm-hmm. the thing was, man, I went to school up north. I went to school in Sheffield in England, and you would walk down the dorm, and I'm not that fucking definitely maybe album. Yeah. You, the, every door be open and it. everyone's playing a different fucking track. So just leaving the building, I heard the whole yeah. fucking album like every day, every week. And I, I, I don't know. I, maybe there's something to what Paul said, but I also here I I feel pretty fucking vindicated because at the time, you know, those songs would come on, and I'm like, that's interesting. You went with a lead singer that can't sing. Yeah, because uh, I don't think Liam Gallagher can sing, and his brother now agrees with me. Sure. His brother's like, you can't fucking sing. I I would I want to know where your answer is, but mine's pretty easy. I was a Blur guy. I didn't like Oasis back then, but then when Gorilla started, when he started yeah. that, I was like, I cannot get into this shit. Oh, really? At all. With the cartoon character, I was like, this is what the <laughs> fuck is this shit? Paul's very serious. Yeah, and then, you can't yeah. be too silly. And then I, yeah, you I can't know, be right? silly. And then DC boys get out of here. Then we, my band I was in at the time started covering uh, Oasis songs, and I was like, you know what? These songs are really good. And then I got really, for a second time in my life, ten years after uh, uh, "What's the Story, Morning Glory" came out, I got back into Oasis. I like I would hear a song like "Park Life," and I'm like, I don't. This doesn't speak to yeah, me. Sure. It didn't speak to me. Yeah. And then with Oasis, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. So I guess if I had to pick back then, I was Oasis. I appreciate. Blur musically, but I mean that that song too. Like Park, it's just like so British. Yeah, no, I think Very you're British. right. It's so like. Yeah, I'm like, well, who is it's, this song for? Specifically, it, it's not only is it very British, but it's specifically. He's deliberately trying to do the kinks. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it's very like, that's just, good... just what I know is looking out my yeah. window. You yeah. know, <laughs> I kind of think, <laughs> where I think you're right. We're like Oasis almost like deliberately and successfully. We're way more universal. Yeah, and they're uh, more Beatles. They're and I think I Beatles think when I was, when I because I would read magazines and stuff like that, and you would hear blur, 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 and then I think when I saw the first video, probably on like 120 minutes on MTV. There's me, no other way. Or to are you me, talking about Park? Which what, what video? I think it was Park Life. Okay, and to me it was like. And he's like the male Spice Girls. Like, what? Well, yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. it. I was just yeah. like, this is the male no. Spice Girls. Like, what is this? I thought there's no other way when that song came out. That whole album was one of those things where I was like, the rest of the album was okay, but I that song was, and it still holds up. Like, I think that's one of the best Blur songs. Well, I think it's, what's interesting, like, I'd say, like, Blur or David Bowie and Oasis or Iggy Pop, right? Where mm-hmm. Blur can go like, like, there's no other way is a great example. Which, By the way, it's crazy that there aren't, isn't any Blur in this mixtape because I do fucking love Blur. Yeah. But, like, there's no other way. It's It was very much... 
that kind of stone roses mm -hmm. hippie rock oh, yeah. that was popular in the late 80s early 90s right and then and so blur we're like hey we're this band now and then sort of Britpop blew up really big and when which they helped blow up and he was went like into it. no we're super fucking british aren't we yeah. 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 You know what I mean? and it's like and it, like Oasis is always just fucking Oasis. You know what I mean? If they're, they're anything, they're consistent. They are like, <laughs> like they're you know from album to album. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't fuck around with different genres. No. They didn't do like no. They, they didn't have like now we're Jamaican. Like we <laughs> yeah. now we're in the sky. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just yeah. It's just Oasis. I feel yeah. like that was a dig on the police. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of those people where they come back and you're just like, oh, okay, you're clearly into this genre of music now, and <laughs> yeah. we have to. Yeah. We have to deal with it. <laughs> did you get? Did you guys get into the Dandy Warhols then too? In that, in that? Would I, I you have categorize them like, in that? I have bands like the Dandy Warhols and Blur. It's like I know the songs. Yeah. I've never been compelled to be like I'm going to get into way more of their stuff. Um, where like had we had like iTunes or you know because right. well, Napster we had Napster so it was just like I'd grab the songs but I was never like I could name deep cuts, some right. deep Dandy Warhol cuts. Yeah. Like, I think, like, Song 2 by Blur is a great example of, like, we're doing grunge now. Yeah, which is so funny because their whole thing was, like, we're going to be the cure to grunge. We're going to wipe grunge out. Right, and right. Why are they complaining? You know, they should be happy to be rich, famous rock stars. And then, yeah, then they go to, they do Song 2, and it's like, okay. But it was great. Yeah. Again, it sounds like I'm criticizing, but I mean, no, no, no. I definitely see that distinction. I think it's a good point that you bring yeah. Um This, okay, so... um I did. I was surprised there wasn't a Blur song. I, I pictured you having <laughs> something. Are they Northern? I don't know. No, no Blur. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, that was part I of the part of the argument was because um, Oasis are very much from the north of England. Okay. And Blur are very um, not only not only they like they're viewed as being Londoners, but they're not mm -hmm. like because like there's this whole thing in England where like a lot of the counties around London are like. There was, you know, people used to make fun of them. We're like, oh, I'm a fucking Cockney. It's like, no, your father has like a <laughs> mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, and I, I'm like fascinated by that whole feud and everything. And like, it is legit that it was like a sporting event. Like when those albums came out oh, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. And oh, everything. totally. Love, love totally. Oh, <laughs> Noel love Gallagher was, Noel Gallagher, I think, is really funny. Yeah. Noel Gallagher at one point said, uh, he goes, oh, <laughs> I got nothing against Blur. I just hope they all catch AIDS and die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I mean, like, I guess we don't really have any big feuds like feuds. that lately. Yeah. Eh. They no, do no, in the pop think, world, but we're too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the closest thing would be like a Nicki Minaj and a yeah, Cardi maybe. B kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, hip-hop probably has way more than I'm aware of. Which is weird because they're fighting for the same. Yeah. You but know, I also feel like that's also commercial related. Sure. I think I mean, they put Gallagher out, they, really hated. They put Blur. out an album or a, they put out a single of the Gallagher brothers fighting and it like charted. There's a, just a fight of them getting interviewed and, and I think like Liam just kept giving dumb answers and I was like, would you just shut the fuck up? And he's like, oh, look at me. I'm answering serious questions. And then they and they put it out. And it was it charted. There's a I know we're talking a lot about stuff that's not on the mixtape, but there is a great interview with Noel recently. You should read where he just just lays into Liam. He does un he does un uncomplicated music. For, he, no, he, he was they asked him about it. He was at Glastonbury somewhere, and he goes, "Oh, did you see Liam?" He goes, "Yeah, he was an, he's an uncomplicated man doing uncomplicated music for him." Wow. Oh, no, he said not uncomplicated, unsophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Noel freak out at Lala last year, and then he just left the stage? Right? I don't it know. It was a show where he didn't he. He was the only artist who didn't like play. Maybe, so. yeah. All right, we're gonna go to the last song, which this is this is very Adamesque. I feel like <laughs> this was. I was like, of course he likes Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, this is there she goes, my beautiful world. 
Adam, you'd, you'd prefer your rock stars in a suit, right? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard uh, this is a fantastic live album on them called Live Seeds? I don't know it's, if I've heard that. It's really, really great. What's the what's story on this song? This is not a deep cut, but it's... This is another this is another Sean Keaveney one where it's like, this song is like from 2013, I think, and I only heard it like last year, and I was just like, how the Is fuck? this from 2013? I think so. Oh, wow. I thought it. it would be... I thought it was much older when I heard it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he... Uh, I heard it, and I was like, how do I not know this fucking song? Uh, it's great. I love it. Again, it's that, it's that great kind of lyrical thing where, like, you could say that this is a song about, you know, just a love song, mm-hmm. but it's if you listen listen to the lyrics, you go, and he basically, I think the second or the third verse is all about writers and the conditions under which they did their best work. Ah. And so it's a, a and there's 2004. a... 2004. 2004, yeah, it's a pretty, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's, um, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's saying that you need heartbreak to... I think it's a song about muses. It's a song about right. like, um, but it's uh, and also yeah, it's about like, I don't know, and but you can also just play it and go like, hey, this is about yeah. this cute girl I know. He actually <laughs> named he just name checks. You know, John Wilmot pen, penned his poetry riddled with the pox. <laughs> right, that's right. a lyric from the song. Right, and then Philip Larkin he mentions and Karl Marx. Nabokov. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's you know, it's. It's, Carl, it's potentially a very pretentious song mm-hmm. disguised as a, a fun gospel kind of. Yeah, and I, it's always the gospel thing is always weird because I always, wa- I always watch uh, like the hall of the rock and roll hall of fame, and I feel like I don't know what was going on with those dudes back in the day, but they would get a little older and they'd have all the gospel backup <laughs> yes. singers and everything, and I'm yes. like, is this just like you, yeah. you, you're, you're like this rocker, and then you get like you hit like. 50 and then you're like hey man get us some backup singers you know yeah. you got to have like five like like black gospel singers in the back and everything a big horn section yeah. and it's like was that, i think it's mostly just a thing i think it's mostly because their voices can no longer maybe carry. or it's like now you have the money to do all those things you wanted to do you know what i mean it's like you're like a film director and it's like you know they say like tarantino didn't have the bank robbery scene in reservoir dogs they couldn't afford it and right. it's like now i can afford it so i'm gonna have this big you yeah. know bank robbery scene and it's like I always pictured these songs with like backup singers right. and you know and, and a horn section and it's like, all right, Bruce, now you can do that. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> the gospel section always feels a bit icky, doesn't it? It does. Because it always, it, even as a kid, I remember just being like, well, it was like church. What is going on here? Yeah, it no, does feel icky. But it's also like it's because it feels like all right, give me a give me a gospel section. All right, well we've got the you know Pentecostal. No, they got to be black. <laughs> yeah, they got to be black, <laughs> they, and they got to yeah. have the robes. Yeah, and they have the guys. They got to <laughs> smile at me when I smile at them yeah, when I look over at them so it gross. does feel gro- I'm glad you feel that way it does feel gross and all those Rock and Roll Hall of Fames I'm always like it would always be weird because it would always be uh, was it G.E. Smith from the Saturday Night Live band would always be there yeah. Paul Schaefer and then all these yeah. like like black lady choir singers and yeah. I'm like what is this? And women who are probably better singers than yeah. the people that they're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. That's that is for sure. And like, and th- there would always just kind of be, yeah, those like people you're probably like, God, you've probably seen this guy at his worst. You know, these poor <laughs> bandmates of just like these, just like you know, they've had to b- carry him boomers, at shows. Yeah. These boomer, these aging boomers who have yeah. just probably been such monsters and just, like, well, you know, he's the meal ticket. 
That's... I always thought it was weird when a, a, an artist would come on like a late night show and they would have this elaborate setting for one song. Like you'd be like, why are you, you yeah. have this whole gospel yeah. section yeah. for one song and it's like Conan. You're like, come on. And it's also, as, as, as Marty pointed out, like these, you know, old white guys. And then you bring in like this choir who's got together to sort of sing about the glory of God. And yeah. he's got like a 14 minute song about his prostate. Yeah, they, yeah. Have to, they have to look like they're fucking loving it. Times are changing. We're getting older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. man. It's something about it. Now with with uh, Nick Cave, Paul, what do you what do you think of Nick Cave? I I actually experience? I got into him later in life. Uh, yeah, I didn't. For me, a lot of the stuff I liked when I was younger was because I had an older brother who was seven years older than me, mm-hmm. and he would get me into stuff. And if he didn't into it, I, I learned from my friends, and my friends were listening to like Michael Jackson. So um, I got into him later, and I like him a lot. I had always Nick heard Cave. he's another guy I'd always heard, and I'm like, I guess I got to listen to him at some <laughs> point. But I never was a huge. Nick Cave guy it was Pink Moon the was like a Volkswagen commercial. Oh, Nick Drake. Yeah, never I mind. Like I, I get them mixed up well, too. Never mind. Actually, no. It's funny you said that because I was right about to say, I go, I when you first put this on, I was like, oh, this sounds different, and then I was like, oh, that's Nick Drake. Oh, ah, <laughs> look at me. I totally feel learning what, things every day. I feel what uh, about this song and maybe Pelican. Uh, and <laughs> I know this is very, accurate, but I feel like it's impossible to dislike those songs. Yeah, like this song is. I, I just think this is such a great song, and it's just they're toe like, tappers. To- I mean, you can't, so- you can't, like if you had a camera on our feet, everybody's yeah. tapping toes. But it's also one of those songs, you, as you said, it's one of those songs that like, how did this song not exist before 2004? Because yeah. it just it like, feels it sounds old. so elemental and like, just old. like, yeah. And in a good way, in yeah. a good way. Yeah, well, that's his voice too. I mean, there's some yeah. songs I hear where I'm just like, how is this not the biggest song? Like yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. wild or, or. How is this artist not the biggest thing? You know, Shaka Khan released a song last year called, uh, uh, it was called Like like Sugar So Sweet. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you listen to it. And, like, and yeah, look, I know we're older blokes and we have our... Speak for yourself. <laughs> but like, you listen to it and you're like, how was that not the song of the yeah. summer? It's like... It's so weird. And I guess, it, I mean, you know, it is like kind of what's dictated is like, this is the song of the summer because this record company said so or whatever. (laughs) Promotional, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's just some songs you hear and you're just like, wait, this is, how is this not gigantic? Hmm. Do people talk about five songs? Is so hard. It's very hard. So much for some people it is, but I think um, Marty and I were talking about this. Like for you and for us, like I I would need a category, and I like that you brought sure. But there's other people we've had on the podcast. Like I've got my five songs, and it's just like their favorite, the five songs. Let me ask both people don't know. Let me ask both of you guys, so we can sort of wrap up on this. Uh, With these breakup post. Break up mixtapes. What what are we trying to accomplish by yeah, this? Yeah, it's it, have you done one? No. Oh no. Have it, I broken up with somebody and then later, like maybe when I went to pick up my stuff, presented them with a CD? Yeah, that's it, that's I think that's kind of what I did. Okay. I love. First of all, I love that. I love this. I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> I did it. I've this done is it a lot. Crazy. It, but now no one's disagreeing that it's crazy. I think it's, yes, but also in the moment probably seemed like the right thing to do. What were you trying to say or accomplish? With me, it was probably it's probably I meant to do it while we were still together and never oh, got around. Oh, like I had <laughs> that's this, tradi- that's okay. consistent with your brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had this sitting on my yeah. uh, on my table. I was going to bring this to you. I kept forgetting. It wasn't like here's our greatest hits. Did I you break know. up with them or did they break up with you? Uh, I think it was sort of mutual. Okay. Okay. Cause I think if they broke up with me, I'd kind of give them a like, you're going to, you. you're going to miss me when I'm gone type, yes. of, type of mixtape. Yeah. 
It wasn't that. It okay. was just, it was done, <laughs> it, like, if I was able to figure out the justification, it would sound terrible. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I can say why I do it, and I don't know if this is, I think it, it is deep down. We want to be rem- remembered, and it's like the, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what you leave in the relationship. So for, for, yeah. for mine that I did, which was a whole CD, which it was, there was like, 15 songs mm-hmm. on it. Some of them were memories of like, oh, we saw the new pornographers together. I'm going to put that on there. But then like a lot of them were like subtle, like this is, you're going to love this CD and people are going to be like, where'd you get this CD? I'm like, oh, this guy that I dumped <laughs> yeah. gave it to okay, me. Okay, so you're trying to twist the knife a yeah. little bit. Not okay. twist the knife, but to be like, you're you not going your to do better than this. To be fair, Marty, when I gave it to her, she was like, why, <laughs> yeah. why would you, what are you <laughs> right? doing? I would think it'd be bittersweet to get, like you said, Paul, like you get this, you get this mixtape or mix CD and then you, you're out of my life, Adam. And then I'm like, well, let me pop this on. And then I'm like, ah, this is some pretty good songs on <laughs> the, here. The, and, and I'm not a U2 fan, but the one song when I did do breakup CDs and some of them I'd make a copy for myself because I'm like, this is going to make me feel bad. But there was a song called You're So Cruel by, on Octung Baby. <laughs> yeah. But it was like a, it was just like goes into the details. I don't know if that's what the real song, what Bono was really writing about, but it was no, like. Well, Bono's a literal, Bono, Bono yeah. doesn't have that depth. I'm not a YouTube fan, but the song was like, you, I disappeared, I gave you everything you ever wanted, wasn't what you wanted, is the line that like would resonate. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I was like a kid, but it was still yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's you don't want to do the vindictive. That's I did. Not all, I did. No, yeah. it's not Burn all, all bridges. Guns and Roses. I used to love her, but I had yeah. to kill her. <laughs> Bowling for soup, bitch. <laughs> where can uh, Adam? Where can people find out find out more about you? We're gonna we're gonna put your uh, mix on iTunes and I think Spotify too, so people can critique cool. along. Where, but where can people find out about your upcoming shows and stuff? Uh, like just uh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter as ATPBURKE, uh, and my website. Uh, is shit at the moment, but soon won't be adamburgcomedy.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for coming on and uh, allowing us to critique. Adam will also songs. be DJing a Northern Soul <laughs> yeah, up man, at uh, will. Martyrs. Should Catch be. him at the next Idols I concert. really want, before we go, I do want it to close with with, <laughs> with Paul reiterating that he doesn't like silly music and then we close with do 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 da da Like just the most goofy, uh, what's the name of that band? The Instant Constant Out? In Constantinople song, they might be giants. Uh, they, they might, might be, be giants. giants. Yeah, they'll be like that. One of their goofier songs. There you go. Make me